Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. We've missed out on so much this year. Do we have to give up on Halloween as well? As with so much during this pandemic... What you can safely do this Halloween depends on where you live, who you live with, and how big a risk you're really willing to take. But even in hard-hit areas, I can tell you there are ways to have some fun this spooky season. Whether it's watching It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, or having a costume contest on Zoom, we do adapt, just as we have throughout human existence. I can tell you in our family, Halloween is one of the biggest days of the year. With three tween and teen girls, we love this day, and we're still determined to have some fun. So today, we're going to talk about best practices for salvaging this holiday, and also some alternatives to standard trick-or-treating. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Coronavirus, Fact versus Fiction. My son, who's 13, he's too cool to dress up, but he is having, you know, a couple of friends in his bubble over and they're doing an outdoor scary movie night and a coronavirus piñata. Dr. Tista Ghosh is an epidemiologist and director of impact evaluation at the digital healthcare company Grand Rounds. She used to be the chief medical officer for the state of Colorado. She also has two children, ages 13 and 8. I thought she'd be the perfect person to ask about her Halloween plans, wearing a mask with your costume, and whether or not you need to disinfect your candy. So this Halloween, we're not trick-or-treating. Cases are going up in in Denver, where I live. That said, um, you know, it's important to still celebrate, I think, especially for kids like mine who look forward to Halloween all year. So uh, what we're doing is, with my eight-year-old, we are having a costume contest with a small group of friends who are mainly in her bubble already. And we are uh, staying six feet apart. Um, And then we are doing a craft. Um, Beanbag chairs outside, six feet apart, uh, doing um, either pumpkin painting or making spooky Halloween uh, magnets and um, giving out Halloween goodie bags so that um, each kid gets candy, but it's you know, individual and and separate. And we're making sure to um, keep eating um, outdoors as well uh, because you have to take your mask off to eat. Yeah, I mean, I think when people hear about trick-or-treating, maybe fundamentally they understand that that's a higher-risk activity. But but what is it about just traditional trick-or-treating that makes it so high-risk? Well, it's it's really the the face to face contact and also the you know touching of of candy and that you know potentially a lot of people have touched. But I think 
right now, the, the CDC recently came out with new guidelines, as you're probably aware of, um, even brief interactions um, can potentially lead to COVID exposure and transmission. So that brief face-to-face interaction um, could be what leads to an older adult or somebody with underlying conditions getting COVID. And I think earlier on in the pandemic, we weren't necessarily so sure that kids could transmit the virus, but the recent evidence shows that they in fact can transmit. And so, you know, for the adults who are are doing the handing out of the candy, um, there's a potential risk that that they would get exposed. So I'm really recommending that that people consider non-contact trick-or-treating if they're going to do it. Um, so sort of like a non-contact delivery, um, you know, put the candy outside your house, stay inside. So, so if you imagine them, um, a family of kids or even a group of kids that have sort of bubbled together over the last several months, and if they stayed in their bubble and went trick-or-treating, do you think that would be acceptable? I mean, when you piece it all together and think about the way that the virus spreads, the viral dynamics, how about something like that, doctor? You know, I think it is possible to to stay with kids within your bubble, wear a mask, not not a costume mask, but an actual uh, at least two layer mask. And then when you're going to people's houses, getting um, candy from outside their houses, so not entering the home um potentially not face-to-face interacting, but going to homes that you know the people of and that they've placed candy outside. I think that is more acceptable as a sort of lower risk way of trick-or-treating. You, you sort of mentioned this, but should parents be concerned about the, the actual candy kids are bringing home uh, being contaminated? I mean, w- would it be smart to wipe down wrapped candy or just le- let it sit for a few days? We're, we're learning that contact transmission um, through inanimate objects and surfaces is less common than the ventilation and, and the um, air around you. So I, I, I don't think you necessarily have to wipe down the candy, but I would definitely recommend uh, when you unwrap the candy, you know, making sure you've washed hands um, thoroughly or hand sanit- used hand sanitizer in order to minimize, you know, the risk of putting something in your mouth that potentially has a virus on it. Right. And, and I guess with this virus, it's, it's not so much a concern about eating it, but you're saying potentially getting, you know, contaminating yourself inadvertently this way. Right. And so making sure you have hand sanitizer and you, you thoroughly washed your hands. And that's what I recommend with delivery of food too. So, so you have no problem with the kids eating the candy right away. Because I'm asking for my kids at this point. You're going to be their hero if that's the case. I'm okay with them eating candy right away, just like delivery of food, being really careful to um, wash hands and hand sanitize prior to eating and after unwrapping too, because, you know, it could be on the surface of the candy packaging. You you um, you mentioned this uh, earlier, but again, with regard to masks, um, a lot of costumes obviously come with masks. Are they are they not good enough or should they people still wear a, a typical mask underneath that? I would say for the most part, I wouldn't trust a costume mask. I would wear a mask uh, that has at least two layers. Um, uh, the kind of masks you are wearing nowadays when you go, 
you know, anywhere to the grocery store or wherever. Just maybe wear that underneath you're saying. So if you're buying a costume or if you, if you have your costume, make sure your, your costume mask fits over the, the other mask, sounds like. Absolutely, yeah. What, what is your eight-year-old's name? Naya. Naya. So I imagine you had to have a conversation with Naya, your eight-year-old, about what was going to happen with Halloween this year. How did that go? Not so well at first. (laughs) Um, She was very disappointed. She hates coronavirus. It's the worst pandemic of her life. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, That said, we did promise uh, potentially doing s'mores um, in our outdoor fire pit. So s'mores seems to be a good substitute for trick-or-treating. So so that um, has helped raise spirits. Let let me me for a second just play the role of your eight-year-old Naya. Mm-hmm. Okay, I hate the coronavirus, but I also know that I love trick-or-treating. Halloween's one of my favorite days of the year. We're going to be outside, Mom. I will carry hand sanitizer. I will wear a mask. We'll keep physically distant from anybody who's not inside our bubble, and we'll just stay stay together. Why not, Mom? You know, I think if community transmission where we lived um, was lower, I, I would probably be okay with that. But where we are, I think it's it's not a great idea to uh, potentially spread the virus to others. So it's less about you, Naya, but um, it's more about the people around you. And I think um, keeping in mind that we need to protect not just ourselves, but the people around us is important. And, and we have older adults living in our neighborhood. We have people from the Hispanic community and the Black community who are disproportionately affected right now. And I think keeping in mind that this is not just about you, but about people around you is important as well. I think that's the way to go. You want to preserve these, these important moments for our kids, you know, their, their childhood and these formative times. And, you know, life is a risk-reward proposition. Is it worth taking on a little bit more risk to let them have some fun or at least ha- have these important experiences? I mean, it's a really hard line, I think, for a parent to walk. How do you sort of balance that? So one thing I, I like to tell people is that there's no zero risk activity. I advise a lot of Fortune 500 companies, and the number one thing that employers are telling me is that mental health has devastated their employees um, during this pandemic, mental health issues. Both their employees and the uh, families of the employees have really suffered. So coming up with ways to minimize risk while still providing something to look forward to is important. I know it's challenging with a 13-year-old and 8-year-old, and everyone's going to have to hunker down for a while um, the next few months, it seems like. But we're going to get through it. I mean, do you, you think you'll do Halloween next year? I will keep my fingers crossed that Halloween will be normal next year. My daughter's actually wishing on a, on a pandemic wishing ball she made <laughs> that, it'll, that coronavirus will go away. So, I love it. You got the, you got the coronavirus piñata and the, and the wishing ball. <laughs> I love that. Yep. Really appreciate it, Doc. Thanks so much for your time. Happy to help. So doctor's orders. Have some fun this Halloween, but find a way to do it as safely as possible. The Halloween and Costume Association has even more activities and ideas at Halloween2020.org. They even have a map of coronavirus risk levels from the Harvard Global Health Institute. 
Personally, my favorite thing about Halloween is the escapism, being somebody else, even for an evening. I also like the candy. What can I say? If you have questions, please record them as a voice memo and email them to asksanjay at cnn.com. We might even include them on the next podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.